It's hard to imagine it was two years ago, just two years ago tomorrow, that the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic. In some ways, it feels like many, many years longer. In some ways, it's all kind of flowing by. It wouldn't be long before our daily lives changed dramatically. We all remember the world of lockdowns, business closures, remote work, remote learning, border closures, the reality of life under threat from a virus that would come to dominate many facets of our lives ever since. We've had 3.3 million cases in this country alone, 37,000 deaths, it's estimated, nearly 400 this past week alone, that according to Health Canada. But as the threat of the Omicron virus subsides, we are slowly lifting the protections put in place to try to prevent its spread. Today, BC became the latest province to release a timetable to that effect. Mask mandates for indoor spaces lifted at 12.01 a.m. on Friday and for schools after March break, not long after that. The aim is to remove the vaccine passport requirements by April the 8th. Here's what Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry had to say today. While today is another really positive step forward, we have to be ready to bring some tools back, if necessary, depending on the situation as it changes. The need for every single one of these particular layers of protection has dropped below the threshold where we need to have an order for them to be in place. That means we can move from a mandated approach to an empowered self-management approach. BC follows other provinces, including Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec, in laying out plans for lifting those rules. With more on two years of the pandemic and the lifting of protections, I'm joined by Tim Sly, an emeritus professor of epidemiology with the School of Public Health at Ryerson University in Toronto. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure, Ben. It seems remarkable. Two years ago tomorrow, the WHO announced a pandemic, um, and now we're starting to lift these protections again. The timing feels right, but I gather it is, in fact, based, as we hoped, on the science, at least in most places. Yes, we're all hoping that we've got an eye on the on the on the science here. In other words, it should be the dates should be data driven rather than uh, uh, delivered uh, delivered by uh, expectations or ideology or politics. For sure, yeah. Um, I, f- I mean, we we understand that once these start lifting, um, d- d- have they worked? I mean, I, I get I get the impression we made a lot of sacrifices over the last two years, but it feels like it, it was. There was success in it between the vaccinations, the masking, the COVID, uh, the passports and so on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there is not a, a shadow of a doubt that, that, that collectively this thing works. You remember the, the image of the Swiss cheese? It was used quite a little bit a couple of months ago. You know, the many slices of that Swiss cheese with holes in, but you, you line them up in a random way and you're going to stop the virus getting through. And that's really what this has been like. There's been no, uh, no uh, measure or screening or testing or vaccination or, or protection of any kind that's worked 100%. So we needed that, that multi layered effect to get the effects and the effects have been there the countries that haven't done that have got into a really horrible dumpster fire situation and we've done it very well in canada not not the best in the world but we're way up there certainly with vaccination is the most uh, most popular thing at the moment and now we're facing this business of let's relax things well We've we've been relaxing a little bit every it's like in BC, but certainly Ontario has been relaxing since January. This bit and that bit's coming off, and now we have a date whereby masks are going to be dropped in schools and what have you. 
Um, I think it's a bit too early. I think it's a bit hasty. We can see the endemic part on the horizon. We're still in the pandemic phase at the moment. Don't don't ever think it's otherwise. But it's difficult to, to say, you know, three weeks down the road, we can take the mask off and throw it away. We need to cautiously, step by step, get to that point and then look and see what the data tells us and then make a decision based on that. Yeah, uh, Tim, that is one of the things that I think is it can be a bit concerning is the politicization of this. And I understand, listen, everyone has been, you know, not that putting on a mask is a particular burden, to be honest, but everyone has been tired of all these restrictions. Businesses have suffered and so far. We understand that. People want to have a bit of freedom. Will authorities be able to bring back these rules should they be needed in the future now that it's become a bit of a political football? Oh, we've been struggling with this for quite a long time in wondering what will people will do. I mean, psychologically, I don't know if you remember, after the first wave went away, people began to think, oh, well, that's all done, and began to dust off their hands, and then the second wave came along, and then that, that disappeared, and then the, the third, and it became psychologically more of a problem each time. And I think if it doesn't, for example, I don't think, to be quite honest, Ben, I don't think in the situation we're in in Canada now, uh, we're going to see a massive uh, spike anymore. We've got a very good proportion of this country that have had uh, triple dosage, a very good, a very high amount who've had uh, the natural infection that have recovered. In Ontario, that's about 30 to 40 percent probably has some immunity from having had the virus, and something like 50 percent of the population here have had their three doses. And that together makes a, a wall, if you like, of immunity that isn't 100 percent, but it's certainly enough to stop another massive uh, increase. But we've still got a number of people out there who aren't vaccinated, some by their own choice, and some uh, who would be, but their immune system have conked out because they've had cancer therapy or they're immune suppressed or and so on, had to transplant or something. So if we pull this through, let's pull it through about six months into the fall. Hopefully we'll be in the true endemic phase then, which is where it's, it's about the same numbers, cases we're seeing coming in, going out. It's about, about normal. Uh, what we'll see is little isolated outbreaks, little isolated cases here and there. And that'll be the virus picking off the unvaccinated people who remain. And uh, that's really what, the, what, the, what living with the virus will look like. That's, that brings me to, to the other question about just, you know, learn to live with it has become a bit of a catchphrase. But how do you learn to live with, with a pandemic? That's an excellent question, Ben. I'm really glad you asked that because people tend to think, well, uh, you, you've got two groups of people. Some people think, well, this means we're going to be living with this uh, virus much like it is today. And that's not right at all. Other people think, well, that means we go back to pre-2019. And that's probably not going to be exactly the same. We're going to see all kinds of social uh, innovations that have been brought in. We might not see people going back to the office every single day, even when the pandemic's gone and there's a, in, the, in the rearview mirror. We may see education, and many more courses taught like this. And I think what we will see also is people wearing a mask on the street, going to a, a sports game or a concert maybe or a large shopping mall as a normal thing. I used to live in Taiwan and I visited Hong Kong and Tokyo many, many times. And long before the pandemic came along, people would have a mask on the street, young people. Um, it was a normal thing to do. It was a common courtesy when you're in a crowded subway train. And I think we might see that happening here as well, certainly with the elderly 
uh, and people who have uh, underlying conditions, heart diseases, lung diseases, kidney disease, and so on, they're best advised to wear a mask indefinitely in, in, when they're in crowded uh, public places. Even though the pandemic is gone, those people are still vulnerable. Because it feels like, despite it's being done for COVID reasons, the hand washing, the mask wearing has actually allowed us to be a little healthier all around. Absolutely. I mean, you, you ask yourself now, when did you last have a, what we might call a seasonal cold or a, a touch of the flu? We haven't seen anything in the last two years. It's, it's gone off the map. I mean, the curve has been virtually zero. And so it does demonstrate, if nothing else, that the masks do stop a respiratory spread. Respiratory syncytial virus uh, seems to have gone, uh, most of those respiratory diseases. And this is another reason why I think we should be, uh, and, and many of my colleagues think this as well, is that let's wait until uh, not March the 21st or March the 28th or whatever it is in your province uh, to throw away the mask, but let's wait until the warmer weather comes along. Let's wait until people are outside a little more. Let's wait until we've finished the cold and flu season. Let's wait until the March break is gone because that's a great popular, great idea for a, a cross-pollination of uh, young bodies. Let's see all that finished and then we'll make a decision about taking off the mask. So it's a kind of optimistic um, cautious approach, and we don't want this to pop back suddenly. Look what they did in Britain. Uh, they're, they're about a month into uh, relaxing almost all, the, and their hospitalization rates have now started to go back up again. So we don't want that to uh, happen here. No. Friday, 12.01 a.m. for the masks, mask mandate here. Uh, Tim, will you still wear a mask? Oh, uh, yes, I wear a double mask. I wear an N95, a, a, a vented one, but I put a, 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 a fabric mask on the top. I wear that when I go to the shopping mall, the supermarket, uh, downtown, uh, in a busy place. Yes, I certainly will. Mind you, I'm one of those nasty old, uh, crusty old people, too, who probably should wear it because of age, but uh, nevertheless, yes. Tim Sly, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Ben. Take care.